What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Welcome to another episode of It Is What It Is, a Bit.net news and current affairs podcast. Each and every week, we bring you all our takes on all the news you need to know about. I'm your host, Jack Cruz, and joining me this week from irrationalpassions.com, no longer all the way from Nixon, Missouri, now hailing from Austin, Texas. It's my dear friend, Logan Wilkinson. Logan. Hey, hi. It's me, that adorable Midwestern boy. How you doing, Jack? <laughs> I'm good, man. How are you? I've been doing great. I've missed you. You know what I mean? Mm. Pleasure to be back on the podcast and horse with you here. You've had a bit of a hiatus from the the microphone for a few weeks. Moving Mm. and packs, a lot of work. Go figure. Who would have guessed it? Who would have guessed it? Moving (laughs) across the country would do that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Moving moving is a bitch. I've, I've moved more times than I would care to have moved i guess yeah <laughs> and see in australia a very big country as well we're mm. not with these these english people out there who don't understand the mm. concept of a move and it's like no. um across the country you're 10 minutes away now come on no, yeah exactly like, no. plus they've got flying umbrellas yeah exactly or it's australian <laughs> america big, big place when you move across the country and it entails something spot on spot on um so tell me this, this yes. is catch-up time it means. this is yeah this it's is, catch up man this is catch up time. What? Yeah. Why the move? What was the? What was the? Uh, what was the motivation to yeah, move from yeah. Nixon, yeah. Missouri, to Austin, Texas? Uh, Nixon, Missouri, man. Shout out, go Eagles. Um, yeah. So I'd been in Nixon for seventeen years at yeah. this point, um, and so I definitely felt <laughs> for quite a few years by that point uh, I was ready for a move. Hmm. Uh, and then, weirdly enough. Part of the thing is Ian Preshel from OK Beast. Yep. No lovely, way. lovely, lovely, lovely boy. Handsome man. Very handsome. Oh, my Oh my God. Is he not? He's, not he's, he's just the best. I like Ian. Yeah, I love Ian very, very much. Um, and he had moved to Japan a few years ago, obviously. He did. Um, and he was given all kinds of shout-outs uh, when he was on Putting In Work. Yes. With Jono, they had, they had a really good conversation about, like, what led him to do that and, like, the decision to do it and, like, him just being, like, just, like do it right like why mm. don't worry about it just kind of go and do it um and i was like yeah okay cool i'm here for that mm. um and so partially that partially like ali mushka mm-hmm. obviously went to harvard left harvard yeah and eventually went back to harvard yeah um oh, she's back there and, is she now? <laughs> yeah she's back there now uh, there you go yeah she, she's just gonna rule her water one day don't worry yeah um and crazy and so like hearing her story again putting in work and also mm. just talking to ali and ian face to face I was like, yeah, like, don't just do the thing, right? Like, if you're yeah. ready to leave or ready to try something new, right? And, like, kind of shake up or get it of whatever kind of creative funk you're in or just life funk because 17 years is a long time, right? You kind of begin to just yeah. kind of, I feel like you can kind of stagnate somewhere, right? Mm. And the way that I describe Nixa is Nixa is the best city in the world. I love Nixa. Mm. Um, it's a perfect Midwestern town. I always equate it to Smallville, right, mm. for Superman. Mm-hmm. But eventually, small. Like, eventually, Superman had to leave Smallville, right? He had to leave yeah. Smallville to, to become to Superman, right? Yeah. Exactly. He's got to go to Metropolis. He's got to go to mm. a bigger place. And mm-hmm. Nixa is an awesome place to grow up. It is, like, mm. the idyllic Midwestern town, like, the rolling green grass fields and prairies mm. and all that stuff and, like, lakes and creeks and everything. Sounds beautiful. But eventually, it is. It's great. Um, like, a population of, like, 20,000 people. It's very small. Um, mm. But eventually, you have to move on to the next thing to become, like, that Superman thing. And, like, of course, only I would equate myself to fucking Superman. But <laughs> nonetheless... Hey, man, you got to do it. You got to do it. I think uh, the analogy works, right? And so eventually, you have to move on to the next bigger thing, right? And, like, I'm aware of that fact that, like, w- like any of the intended professions I want to do one day mm. don't have a base in, realistically, Missouri in general. Mm. But mm. in particular, so you have to kind of go on to the next thing, right? Like, journalism isn't going to happen there. Yeah, of course. Um, Austin's a huge up-and-coming hub. Yeah. Uh, I know lots of great people here. Obviously, I've already mentioned the per- my, my roommate, Jazz, uh, but also, like, Pixabrave, who does a lot of the kind of funny videos, lives in Austin. Yes. Um, like, Frank, Pixel, Christian, or Ruffle. Yep. Like, there's lots of people who live... Yeah, Christian's amazing. Mm. Lots of people who live here. Obviously, Rooster Teeth is here. Mm-hmm. And so, there's a lot more opportunities for advancing in the industry. Uh, and also, just exciting. I have, I have people here, right? I have um, so many more connections and kind of closer ties to people that I want to spend time with, right? Whereas mm. Nixa, a lot of people do kind of slowly drift away just because it is a good, it's a good place to begin. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But not necessarily settle down. So those are some of the reasons. Um, and also just because like, it's 
a lot of fun in Austin, turns mm-hmm. out. You know what I mean? And also because San Francisco is the most expensive city in the world. So I wasn't going to go there. Yeah. So, <laughs> but also, the winters, no more snow, Jack. Yeah. You know how big this is for me. Yeah, I do. Here for it, no more snow. So, I'm yeah, right, yeah. make sure of like excited new opportunities, right? Like, take the risk, take the chance, right? Try to become a something in a different, bigger place. Hmm. Um, no more snow. And then, yeah, like jazz and. Christian and the friends here. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. And you know, I hundred percent share your sentiment. Like life is, um, life is way too short to not do the things that you want to do and, um, and go the place you want to do and see the things that you want to see. And, um, you know, I've made some decisions. I've got some changes happening in my life as well. And, and I sort of, yeah, I share, I share your sentiment and I, and same thing. I grew up in a small town as well. Mm. Um, you know, a small beach town in called Rosebud and, on the Mornington Peninsula in Australia and um, and it's a very small town and it was just, yeah, like you need to get out and spread the wings. So I, I yeah. share the I share the sentence. Yeah, I, and eventually yeah, you, have to, you have to take that that risk and kind of just take that leap of faith and have trust in yourself and people you've put around you to kind of be able to grow and evolve and take that next step for yourself and do new and exciting things, right? Like hmm. I've been in Austin for three weeks and I feel like I've already been the most like creative um, and like full of energy in years. Like I have so many new ideas. I have so many new things I'm trying to do. Like I have so many things. I'm like, oh, I want to do this and this. this. Like I'm, I'm so like energized right now, hmm. which is maybe a problem for how energized I usually am anyway. But like I'm so full of it. And so it's just, yeah, why would I do it? Like I'm, I've been here for three weeks. I'm already like, man, I am so fucking happy and just energized and ready to go and like tear things up. And so you have to have trust and faith in yourself in the day. And so I have faith that this is a good decision. And, and if it's not... At least I can say, at least I tried. At least I did it. At least I was yeah. in the arena and gave it a go. And yeah, man. You could be in I can be happy it. with failing at that than just staying and never taking the chance, right? So that's, those are, the, I would say, my reasons. Very cool, man. Very cool. Now, you hit the nail Thank on the you. head. Um, Thank you. And you got to have a crack, right? You just got to have a crack. That's that's what it's exactly. all about. You just got to have a crack. Um, yeah. Anyway, now that we've caught up, uh, it's time for some rapid fire news. Rapid fire. It's been a, it's been a Quiet. Wait, I mean, there's always stuff like, going on. I feel like I always come on on like the quiet weeks. Whenever we're getting like the fucking like popping <laughs> off weeks, whenever I'm on the show, and it's like, oh man, we're let's, let's get it. Bro. Man, I was away when we lost our prime minister, so like, <laughs> I, I miss that. I would have <laughs> loved to have been on that episode. Oh my god, I would have <gasps> been on that episode. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? You win some. I was away, so what did I miss? I missed the James Gunn. I was away when James Gunn did his thing. Oh yeah. Um. Uh. And then yeah, I missed the 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 our prime minister prime getting minister, ousted man. again. And that's another thing. We've had like how many prime ministers do we need? So here's the thing. <laughs> I again low key you, am like fascinated mm. and like really love and have read and watched a lot about Australian politics. Like I'm fascinated. By, like my specialize in political science which is what i have a degree in yeah. i really have a strong emphasis on like foreign governments and man you're all out there being buck wild and i'll show you, that. I mean, <laughs> you, just, you, can't, you can't get a leader you know you've got time for that right like shout out to just everybody just getting thrown overboard and it's not mm-hmm. like they're losing and like elections like all right we gave you a chance we didn't like you get out mm-hmm. it's like they're getting fucking stabbed in the front by their own party it's before they the even back. get they're to like uh, yeah I don't understand it. Overthrown. I do not understand it because they're not like, like, like I don't know. I, I, I pay. I probably pay more attention these days to American politics than I do to the Australian politics. If I'm being 100 percent honest, um, mm-hmm. and because I find it wildly more, um, fa- like interesting. Uh, and entertaining as well, but yeah, like you said, we get we get buck wild over here every now and then. We get yeah. we get full on, but um, the the whole thing with like the Australia, like like Turnbull Turnbull's um, what's happening nowadays? It seems is that everyone's jumping at shadows. It's this is the way it comes across mm. to me is that the politicians jump at shadows and the approval or the 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 um, what do you call them the. Uh, the polls, right? So we have like mm. the phone polls where they you get an automated phone call and it's like, would you vote for Malcolm Turnbull now? Press one for yes, two for no. And, you know, would you vote Labour? Would you vote the etc. and so and so on. Um and so the polls like I don't ever remember us having a Prime Minister in power, uh or in office or whatever you want to call it, who was up in the polls. 
Mm. Like it just doesn't happen. Like Australians are, are just notorious for not being happy with anything. Like we'll, yeah. we'll complain about anything. Just life in general. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're just like, you know, the guy could be doing the best job ever. Like, wow, you missed a spot. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, well, what about that thing? Like you just, we're, 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 we have an insatiable thirst for criticism. Um, yeah. I mean like, cause even like looking, cause I had to find out like, the last person to serve for more than three years as prime minister was John Howard. That yeah. was 2007 when he left. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's been a while. It's been, I, and what's, what's so weird is I had, I did a thing about this before too, where it's like, you've had what you're, you're on your sixth prime minister in 12 years, 11 years. Yeah. But before so had, that you yeah. had four prime ministers. So yeah, for like two 50. less yeah. for like 40 years. Yeah. You had Hawk, you had Keaton, you had Howard and you had yeah. Frazier before that. And so it's like, yeah. Something that definitely changed <laughs> yeah. very recently where you can't put a guy on the job for more than half a second. Howard was in from 96, I think, to 2007. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, it's like 11, 11 years. years. Um, Keating was five or six, yeah. Yeah. Hawk so, was almost 10. Frazier was almost 10, yeah. So, like, the... It's it's like it's a it's a like it's a trend now. Like, it's, it's almost yeah. it's ingrained in the politician... In, like, in our political spectrum that they're going to, this is going to be like, this is just going to keep happening. Like there's, because we're never going to be happy with any, any of our prime ministers. We weren't like Howard was in for 11 years and mm-hmm. we were not happy with him. Like no one was ever happy with him, even though he, he did some great things and he did some poor things, but like every politician does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just keeps out like, and I didn't even think Turnbull was doing that bad of a job yeah. to be honest. Like he, you know, he knifed uh, Tony Abbott, which to be fair, Nobody likes Tony Abbott. Nobody likes Tony Abbott. Like he's a schmuck. He's a schmuck. He got in because people were just sick and tired of Labor, and then Liberal did the exact same thing. You know, they started knifing each other. Turnbull got. I, I like. I, I I liked Malcolm Turnbull as just as like his demeanor and the way he carried himself. Um, Legalized same sex marriage in Australia. Yeah, absolutely. Like I I liked Malcolm Turnbull. I don't understand. They it seemed to happen really quickly. It seemed to be like and. You know, it was just, it was an absolute madhouse and sort of watching it from afar, you know, I was in the States when it was all going down and watching it from afar and it was going to be Peter Dutton who, you know, it was looking like it was going to be Peter Dutton. He was the man challenging Turnbull for the, for the seat, um, which would have been absolutely disastrous because <laughs> Peter Dutton is the worst kind of human being. Um, okay. I won't go into the, 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 you know, opposing of gay marriage. He, he mm. walked out of parliament when so john one of john howard's biggest failures in my opinion was the fact that he never apologized to uh, the indigenous people of our country for yeah. the atrocities um you know that were sort of committed yeah. committed against them um and kevin rudd was one of the things that kevin rudd did when he when he first got in in 07 was apologize to the um to our indigenous people and dutton walked yeah. out of parliament as in protest um just the, one of the just the worst kind of human being so disappointing that um, Turnbull's out, but good thing that Dutton didn't get in. Um, and and Scott Morrison is just kind of like, I mean, I don't know. He's, he's going to get destroyed. Like, Yeah, he just seems like he's on the job for like, until the election. He's just like, going to get smashed. Liberal, the Liberals are not going to win this election. There's no chance. Yeah. They're just going to absolutely, like ScoMo is a, he's just, He's very uninspiring. He's very boring. Um, yeah. I think we. I think the Liberal Party had a really good opportunity to put in um, uh, what's her name, Julia Bishop, mm-hmm. um, who the public loves um, mm-hmm. because she doesn't take shit. Uh, she's honest. She's hard, um, and she's not your typical brown nosing from you know from obviously from you know an external view um, mm-hmm. type of politician. Um, she sticks to her guns and, and she's very much liked in the public, but, um, they sort of missed a beat there with that. There's a bit of, you know, identity politics and things going on as well. So, yeah. Yeah. She got knocked down like the first round of the leadership ballot, I think, if I'm correct. Yeah. Yeah. It was disappointing, but there was the only chance. I, I think her going in was the only chance that Liberal had, but I screwed yep. that up. So, um, look at that. We ended up talking about politics. <laughs> uh, very good. That's good. We're going to get a little bit of a dose in it, of it every now and again. Um, so how about some news? Let's get into it. Cool, cool, cool. First story, the Hollywood Reporter reported during the week that Henry Cavill was departing the DCEU as Superman. Mm. 
WB and Cavill reportedly reached an impasse in contract negotiations, which led Cavill to hanging up the cape. However, the story got more bizarre, Cavill posting a cryptic video to his Instagram of him holding a Superman toy while wearing a shirt sporting the Krypton name. However, Cavill's management has also refuted the claims and announced that WB would be making a statement soon. Alas, no official statement has been released. This is just the mm. weirdest thing that, that happened. So, yeah, it was it sort of came out, the Hollywood Reporter reported on this, saying that Cavill has walked away, um, reportedly about... Uh, basically all of his roles going forward were meant to be cameos in like Aquaman and whatever mm-hmm. Wonder Woman 2 and Black Adam and all this kind of stuff which he wasn't happy with because it means he needed to take a pay cut but he still needed to obviously um, stay in like super shape and be the face of the DCEU and all this type of thing so he's, he seemingly walked away and then this weird video that he posts to his Instagram yeah it was just strange like what did hey. you make of that? The the video, uh, so like I watched the video and was just kind of like, I don't know what I what I just watched. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's very bizarre. Yeah, um, it's a good like way to the music, it. his like face, like what's like the raising the doll. Like I was like, I don't know mm. what. I'm, this is apparently like the first the first scene of like the horror gothic Superman movie that kind of came out with. Like it's just like mm. a weird um, thing, but. The whole story is interesting, right? And, like, I feel like this is one of those cases where, like, nobody misses you until you're gone, right? Because I feel like nobody yeah, yeah. really loved Henry Cavill. Like, nobody was like, yeah, like, Henry Cavill is amazing. I love this guy. And then mm. it's like, the minute now that he's, he's gone, he's, everyone's like, like yeah, boy, the minute God. he's gone, and I see, like, everybody being like, ah, like, burn mm. it all down. And it's like, we're, if you guys had been this energized when he was doing the job, mm. he might still be on the job. You know what mm. I mean? Like, it's that thing of, like, if you had been here and actually that excited and energized, right? Like, like it's somebody who who likes Henry Cavill. I've never, I've never had a problem with Henry Cavill. I've never thought he was the worst part of any of the movies he's been in. Um, the, the DC... He's EU the, he's the least bigger, of the DCEU's problems. Yeah, he, they, it is way bigger issues. And so mm. I was always kind of like, I don't think it's him. Um, mm. Man of Steel, I think, is a good movie um mm. maybe even a really good movie but certainly a good movie that should have been like fantastic basically because the trailers are like some of the best movie trailers of all time mm. um and but he's really good in it mm. uh, i like his arc a lot and his performance that's not the issue of the movie mm. and the same in batman for superman and justice mm-hmm. league like i think he always is good and he looks so pitch perfect like superman yeah he does uh to like <laughs> a shocking degree mm. and so I do think it's a shame, right? Like, I want DC to succeed, right? Like, both because, A, I have a kind of a natural, like, nostalgic love of DC in a way mm-hmm. that I don't have for Marvel, oh. but also because, like, I want a healthy kind of fight and competition between DC and Marvel, right? And it's like, mm. I saw some tweet floating around, and it kind of just, like, it stagged me. It was like, in 2012, six years ago, DC was on top of the world because Dark Knight Rises came yeah. out. Like they just Dark Knight Rises had just come out, and like they were on top of the world. And Marvel's thing was like in a just getting started, like just figuring mm. themselves out. And then it's like, mm. look at where we are now. Yeah, from the high of like the Nolan trilogy, which are like probably still like unrivaled in terms of quality mm. and like artistic kind of clout and merit in terms mm. of the superhero genre, to <laughs> to Suicide Squad, right? And it's like. Mm. Mm just what happened straight up all trash unwound so yeah. quickly right they just so evident they had no plan and like no idea of what they were yeah. doing and they kind of trying to piece it together and like reacting based on marvel and so even this seems like them kind of giving up on it but also trying to keep part of it alive and it's like i don't mm. i don't love anything they're doing and like part of me just wants to be like either commit to what you want to do or just mm. boom blink it out of existence and just go and like hardly yeah, start again do it again, yeah. yeah. Hard stop, to start me, again. Seems, yeah, it seems weird to be getting rid of Batman because Ben Affleck seems very unlikely to come back. Yes, yeah, And bizarre. Henry Cavill. So get rid of the two most important figures probably and then keep the rest of the cast same. It's like, well, that's going to be kind of weird. Yeah. Like, where are the two big guys at? Yeah. Yeah, it's bizarre. Uh, it's. I feel like... Uh, the, it's, stick with me because this is, this is sort of like a weird comparison, but I always felt like the, the whole... Like, why they moved away from that Nolan-esque universe or even that like the no and it was almost like they thought so the 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 comparison i make in my head is sony ps2 to ps3 
mm. is that we nailed this. We got mm-hmm. this. This is fine. You're all going to eat this shit up no matter what it is. You'll be fine. You'll pay whatever. We don't care. Very like cocky, very short-sighted and not very well thought out, not very well planned. And, and then these movies come out that are... And I'll be honest, I haven't watched all of them um, or many of them. Um, I think I've watched all of them. Yeah. I think I have. But I just don't have... Like, Man of Steel, I thought was... It was just good. okay. Yeah, I thought it was just yeah. okay. Like, that's it my opinion. That's the one that gets me the most mad because those trailers are legitimately fantastic. Yeah. Like, the, the the trailer... Um, like, one in particular, where I think Russell Crowe is narrating mm. the voice for it, is like, it mm-hmm. legitimately might be my favorite movie trailer of all time. Like, it mm. is such, like, an inspired, like, hope-filled, like, optimistic vision. Um, and some of the lines are just pure, like, poetry like they're mm. it's an incredibly shot and frame trailer. like they just mm. punch off the ground everything it's like it's like holy crap yes we're gonna get like this soaring and like inspirational superman tale and you get to the movie and it's none of those things it's not mm. like a hope-filled optimistic positive like inspiring movie it's like a very kind of grounded and gritty and mm. kind of morally kind of ambiguous film and like that's okay and really cool still mm. but it's very much not what i thought i was going to get and i mm. kind of and i wanted very much the other one more and so mm. it's like all mm. right well mm. it's good but it could have been like fantastic and then like i like man of steel i do i mean i like batman versus man i do i like bvs mm. but it's certainly not flawless no and no, no i like doubt. justice league but it's certainly not flawless mm. um and like wonder woman is fantastic I do think the last act, though, isn't great. I don't think it ends particularly fantastically. And so, like, I feel like every one of the films has these kind of... Hang-ups. Like, they've got this chip on their shoulders. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like the... And Suicide Squad is it's an absolute disaster. It's an mm. absolute disaster. But... Mm. And, like, Wonder Woman, is, Wonder Woman is probably the only, like, unquestioned, like, really good film, like, mm. a great movie on its own. The rest are either good or, like, horrifyingly bad in Suicide Squad. <laughs> and so it's, like... <laughs> uh, yeah, I, d- I do feel like it is a mixture of like mm. I, they they had to have known how important like Chris Nolan and like Christian Bale and company were for those mm. tr- movies, but yeah. I definitely do think there's a case of them being like, yeah, they're important, but we can definitely bring on like another director and it'll be fine. And like mm. they definitely they went in different tone, both because a I think Nolan nailed the one he did, but also because they were like we want to not be compared to those movies, mm. and so we're going in a different direction. And I think they. They did. They didn't buy into what Marvel was doing. Like they didn't think that this Avenger kind of thing would like end up working out very mm. clearly. They didn't <laughs> buy into that, and so it's mm. like when they finally do their thing, it's fine, but not amazing. Mm. And then it just kind of like stumbles along, like half okay, half bad for years. Like they let this linger longer than they should have, and so mm. now you get to the point where it's like an awkward half reboot kind of thing almost. And so yeah, it, it's, it's a mess and it's unfortunate. It is. It is for and I'm like I'm a like, I'm a big Marvel guy. Like Marvel's my my jam. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not. I've never like I like Batman. I love Batman as a character. Yes, I love Batman I stories. That. I love the Joker. I love all of that. Um, Superman. I've never been. I've never had a real affinity for um, the Suicide Squad stuff. It's just. It's, it's never been. Yeah, it's never been my sort of the DCEU has never been the DC or just DC in general has never been like really what I what I've been into and I just think that they've yeah I just feel like they've handled it poorly sort of from from go to woe um, mm-hmm. and like the movies have done fine at the box office like they've all performed well enough um, yeah I don't think Suicide yeah. Squad did oh, I did it did okay but like did, Batman vs Superman Batman vs Superman start like did really well like first Great weekend opening. and then had I think had like a record drop off the second weekend or something like that. Um, it was massive, yeah, yeah. So, Suicide Squad did really good though internationally, so that's why there's still like some rumors and rumors yeah. that they might make a sequel. And they're, they're like, there's no way mm. they'd make a sequel to Suicide Squad. Mm. That movie would get shredded. Yeah, I feel like it's almost like like what like what do they like where do they go from here? Because mm-hmm. do you blink it out now and just like oh, no, these are all done with tearing up all these contracts we're starting from Let scratch again let me introduce again. you to my friend Aquaman Jack yeah. right, we're gonna get that hot Aquaman movie everybody wants god Jesus um, oh, that's what I mean like the Shazam movie like I I feel like like are they gonna are they gonna bite the bullet and take the hit and, and tear up all these contracts pay all these people out no. and just start for, like can they do that I don't think that they can I don't think WB can afford to do that like that's gonna be an expensive they, I don't think they will even if they could I don't mm. think they're going I think they're gonna so, commit to this so weird they just, like half hearted route that they're doing and just mm. kind of like I don't I, like I don't and then what's 
what's such a shame is that it's almost like so reflective and emblematic of like so much, right? Like they used to be like killing it with their games, like with their mm. rock steady, like Batman games, like really crushing it. Now it's like we haven't had a new one of those and they've Where's been a new DC game in a while. And doing? now, yeah. yeah, exactly. And now Spider-Man and Marvel just came out with a fucking Ooh. jam. And so it's like, even on games, they're like, they've seemed like they've fallen so far behind, right? And mm. like movies, they definitely have. And so it's just a thing of like how you were in such a good spot literally like six years ago like mm, five mm. years ago in some cases it's like what what happened like mm. I, you got everything wrong like, it mm. did, like it's not like because the pc ps3 analogy is really good but at least there sony eventually learned lessons and eventually was like all right cool we have to like course correct hard and like bring on some like personalities like adam boys and shuhei to kind of help yeah write the ship and like manage a thing and like dc's has just been like now nah, we're just gonna keep plowing yeah. ahead double down so, double down yeah they just continue to double down and make worse and worse decisions and do like weirder and weirder choices. And it's like, like if, if the ultimate thing is that like Henry Cavill, like decided to leave in his own because yeah, like I'm not going to get a starring role for years. Like mm. when is the next solo Batman or Superman movie? Mm. And like the pipeline makes it seem very unclear mm. if that Matt Reeves Batman movie ever happens. That has no date. Superman is even further off. Mm. The second Superman movie wasn't even an actual Superman movie. It was a team up with Batman. So it's like mm. Henry Cavill has done one solo Superman movie mm. since he started on. And so it's like, yeah. I'm sure for him, it's like, look, I love the team up stuff. I love kind of working together and everything. It's fun. But also, like, I want to help, like, further develop and enrich this character. And I'm being mm. given no real opportunity to do that, right? Like, mm. I'm not getting a Man of Steel 2. That mm. movie hasn't happened yet. It mm. got turned into Batman for Superman. And then the one that should be happening isn't because we have to introduce yeah. all these other characters because we didn't do this in the right order and so now it's just like <laughs> your movie is getting put further and further away and so as a, the character you're like well, that's frustrating to me maybe and i was dead for two-thirds of justice league so it's like I'm not, you're not giving me great roles spoiler alert for justice league i guess you're not giving me great roles to do things with and i'm an actor who i want to act i want yeah. to kind of do really interesting twists in these characters and i'm not being given that chance so if the tr- like if the truth that like he was just like what's happening here mm. and they were like we're just not going to give you a lot and he said like all right cool no hard feelings but i'm gonna leave mm. how can you possibly blame him for that like yeah, how can absolutely. you like, possibly blame him for i think very clearly not getting what he thought he was signing up for yeah so it's like 100 percent. Right, well. so last last word on this who replaces henry cavill as superman so, it's so interesting. Um, I haven't seen... A, the, the, weirdly, I feel like the one that I've seen the most is Michael B. Jordan. Mm. I don't think Michael B. Jordan's going to be Superman. Mm. Um, although, that could be really cool. Mm. Um, I feel like if they were smart, they'd maybe aim young. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe go for... Like, so you can lock him down for a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and they probably are realistically going to go for an unknown, um, which is will be helpful if they're young because it's almost like they're known. Um, mm. So I feel like it's going to be like a young unknown person, but if I'm going crazy, who's a, who's a young? Michael B. Jordan is an interesting pick. Um, like Miles Teller is not big enough, so it can't mm. be him. Um, like it's, it's mm. weird, and I know it can't happen because he was Spider-Man, but like I feel like Andrew Garfield looks all like a Clark Kent would look. Um, yeah, but he, he obviously won't do it because yeah. I feel like he's too. I feel like he's too goofy. Yeah, he's too goefy to be um, Spider Man. He hasn't quite got the, the who, jaw. Who who do you want to be? Superman? Uh, well, the correct answer is Nicolas Cage. So uh, oh, that's, <laughs> definitely, that's definitely in answer. That's definitely yeah yeah. yeah <laughs> we'll get, get that. that one. Definitely uh, Superman movie we've always wanted. Yeah. All right, my, uh, Logan. Let's uh, let's move on to the good comic book franchise my next story marvel's spider-man released on ps4 last week to widespread praise as it is a fantastic video game if i do say my so myself uh, the game contains many hidden pieces of content and nostalgic easter eggs but one particular egg has been discovered and described as the saddest easter egg in history all right logan let's Messy, unpack this so yeah. young man by the name of tyler schultz I know nothing, Schultz. Um, <laughs> so throwback to uh, Hogan's Heroes. Um, you like Hogan's can Heroes? I just say, 
I'm incredibly impressed. You know what Hogan's Heroes is? Like, oh man, Hogan's Heroes is the jam. I didn't. I mean, I, I know would have that would have been on like Australian TV. I would have never assumed that. Yeah, yeah. My dad loves Hogan's Heroes. Man, I loved Hogan's Heroes. Gilligan's Island. Gilligan's Island. Um, I love Gilligan's Island. Yeah, that's the original. I feel like that's a a lot. I feel like Hogan's Heroes is like very. That's a deep cut. Yeah, man. Like I could I could walk up to like any American now and I feel like the odds are not great they know what Hogan's Heroes. Really? Heroes. In fact, that, like an Australian is like Hogan's yeah. Hero reference. Man, it's good. <laughs> 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 Hogan's Heroes is a jam. Um, so, young man, Tyler Schultz. Uh, basically, what's happened is he tweeted at Insomniac Games, a developer, and uh, asked them for help in proposing to his girlfriend. Um, and so, to cut the long story short, basically what they've done is they've put a uh, on a like a theater theater uh, like billboard out the front of the theater where they put the the block letters up on the white mm-hmm. thing to sort of say what's showing and they put on there Maddie will you marry me for him so he could while playing uh, yeah uh, right. it's it, it's such a, it's a it's a feel good moment there yeah of course or so it seems so it <laughs> yeah seems. so uh as the game was released um uh you know you think all all is well the young man gets to propose to his girlfriend uh but uh, young schultz took to youtube and um, posted a video basically explaining that uh his girlfriend maddie had left him and so the easter egg is now the saddest easter egg of all time uh basically he said uh quote the thing that sucks about this easter egg is the date i'm making this video now three four weeks ago my girlfriend dumped me to go with my brother Basically throwing away the five years we had together. Um, so, then he goes on to say, this might go down in history as the saddest Easter egg. I don't know. Regardless, I'm actually kind of happy that it's in the game. If anybody else wants to use that as their personal proposal, please do. I just people want have. someone to get married through that thing. <laughs> I've seen some pictures of people like using it as for, like their own proposal purposes. Mm-hmm. So, so very somebody bizarre. got something out of it. Yeah. Very bizarre. Very, um, very I guess, seemingly sad. But... Uh, yeah. Uh, as the story developed, obviously, you know what the internet's like, and you know what, mm-hmm. some there's a lot of vitriol, um, and obviously, a heap of people have taken upon themselves to go and attack this young lady, how could yeah. you do this, how could you leave him for his brother, he's going to propose to you through a video game, etc., and so on, uh, and so the young girl has made a statement, and she's basically, to, to sort of um, sum it up, she's basically said that... She, that he, that, you know, she gave him a chance, she broke up with him because, you know, he's a, he's a, he wasn't a good boyfriend, he was abusive, he was, you know, unmotivated, um, violent, she, he, uh, she didn't leave him for his brother, they're just good friends, etc. and so on, and it's kind of flipped back and made this guy look not, not too, not too good. Mm-hmm. What did you make yeah. of the, uh, the whole situation? messiness man right it's Mm. just very very messy and like it's so man i mean (laughs) when i first because i I first saw like the the image like mattery mary i'm like oh it's such a and like saw like the tweet with him like oh it's Mm. such a cool story like dude you can propose like that's awesome i'm like i'm I'm happy Mm. for him right yeah her presumably yeah um and she then, also like, said it came it's out. not the way she wants to be proposed. She wouldn't want to have been proposed to through a video game, which is yeah, fair enough, it, I guess, if you're not into yeah, video totally games. Yeah, totally fair enough. Yeah. Um, and then it came out that, like, she had said no, and, like, it was a sad Easter egg, and then, like, her speak came out, and then, like, reading her thing, it's, it is very much like, I, uh, uh, I don't know, man. And, like, hmm. there's a line there, yeah, where she's like, I wouldn't really, like, propose to video games. I don't like video games. Like, she put I, up with them because of him. Yeah, and, like, this isn't something I would have wanted. Like, if he'd actually known me, he would have known that this is not something I would have appreciated or wanted. And, like, mm. fair play, like, I love video games, obviously. Mm. Um, and I wouldn't, don't know if I'd want to be proposed to via... I mean, obviously, I probably wouldn't be proposed to, I guess, but I wouldn't <laughs> propose to somebody hey man, via a video game. Anything could happen. Yeah, like, I, I wouldn't propose somebody via a video game. Like, it's just not something... I would be like, I feel like there's more creative ways and fun ways to do that thing. And so... Sure. And so it's like, oh, well, if I didn't like them and only put up with them because of my significant other, I can only mm. imagine how much it'd be like, this is just another like layer of frustration and not understanding like what I've tried to communicate to you. Mm. And then, yeah, like the violent stuff and abusive stuff. And like, obviously, I guess like you can say like, we don't know for sure what's true and what's not true, but yeah. 
reading her statement is very strongly worded. It is very, it seems clear to me at least that it is more, yeah, it is more ambiguous than he at least let on. There are more issues than he at least let on. Um, And clearly there are like miscommunications and misunderstandings happening because they're very two different stories. Mm. And so it's, it's the perils of like not properly communicating with your significant other. It's Mm -hmm. the perils of, very clearly not listening to mm. what the other person is saying and what the other person mm-hmm. wants and what the other person is trying to convey to you. Um, it is a huge, huge um, misread of where you are in your relationship. Because mm-hmm. uh, if you try to propose somebody and then they not just don't agree to it, but break up with you, mm. um, <laughs> that that is that's a, that's a misread. You've misread that situation yeah. very significantly. And so... I don't know. Like it's it's definitely like a warning of a, a relationship gone terribly awry. Yeah, it's very it very much seemed like a tone deaf move. Once all sort of things came out, tone deaf move on yeah. his behalf. You know, I could get it if it was like this girl was a gamer as well. She's a massive she Spider Man fan. Maybe, yeah, yeah if like, she had any sort of yeah. Yeah, looking forward to they're gonna play it together. Rah rah. rah. He's like, hey, swing over there. What's that say? And then she swings over. and She's like, oh my god, it says that. And he's standing there. He's got a ring. Like yeah. that could be a cool moment. But when it's like this girl doesn't like video games, it's a bugbear for your relationship. It's like, do you think that that's the right way to propose to her? And the and the thing Probably is that you not. definitely you definitely know if she likes video games. Or not. Like it's not like a, mm. I'm sure it's like a hidden thing. We're like. It, does she play video games if you're not there? Does she play video games at all? Like, does mm. she like, does she have any sort of connection to Spider-Man? Does she mm. have any like, does she like these things? And if the answer is no, you could go ahead and do it, but maybe you should think of what she would want for mm. the proposal she's going to receive. Mm. And if it's just a bunch of things that you want, maybe you're not really caring about her interests and concerns on a day that should be very much about her and what she wants and like really wowing and knocking her socks off and so it's like yeah it's somebody just not listening right it's it's somebody yeah. it's like the basic like jokey like love and sex stuff answer all the time it's just like communication 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 and listening to each other mm. and you haven't done these basic things right like you can't have a relationship we're, we're becoming dr phil in this podcast now <laughs> you can't have a relationship if you're not willing to like listen to the other person and like hear oh, their feedback take, and, he- and hear their concerns yeah on both sides and so if, yeah. if you because like to me reading the situation I have no idea how good or bad of a dude the dude is, but I think very obviously the dude is somebody who hasn't been listening, yeah. hasn't been communicating properly, and has been ignoring, at the very least, mm-hmm. his girlfriend's or ex-girlfriend's um, concerns and desires because it seemed like she kind of tried to convey some of these to him and he just kind of blew past him. And so it's like mm-hmm. he was being given, shown signs, mm-hmm. and it felt like somebody who maybe was like, oh, no, like maybe in his mind he's like, oh, I might like maybe she – she might lose me or she might like walk away. So like the, the way to like really like show her how much I care and like show her to stay is to just like go to the, the full extreme and like try to propose to her. But the issue with that is that like, A, that's not going to work. And B, how Mary. That, yeah. And at that point, it's a, it's a thing of like, if somebody proposes to you and you say no, well now the relationship <laughs> is in a worse spot. It's, it's mm. worse off than it was before. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's a Hail Mary that then gets, picked off and returned for a touchdown the other way so it's like everything <laughs> went wrong that could possibly and so it's like uh and so yeah, just, yeah. yeah you, you're, not on that you're not listening properly right and it feels like a lack of just like if a what happened afterwards is definitely like a violation of like her like i feel like trust and like mm-hmm. privacy because she did get, just get harassed and like yeah i don't cool. necessarily think that's what he meant to do mm-hmm. but it definitely happened and if you understood the internet at all yeah, I feel like you would have known that that's a thing that could have at least happened. So it sucks. Mm. It sucks. It's messy. It's awful. Uh, it's a re- it's a relationship that just like absolutely imploded, but put on public display, which is unfortunate for all parties. Um, mm. And there's so that's very obviously not a happy ending that's going to come out of this. And so it's just like it's just going to be a sucky situation that sucks and is messy and awful. And hopefully, some joy can come out of the message in the game from other people, which it looks like it has. So yeah, yeah. Clearly, Schultz knew nothing. He knows nothing. Schmuck. Schmuck. All right, and last story for this evening. It's is a uh, this is a hometown story for me, a Melbourne story, which went international. Logan, uh, Mark Knight, famed cartoonist from Australian newspaper The Herald Sun, has come under fire this week. 
Knight, who is renowned for his cartoons depicting some of the biggest and most significant events in history for the Australian paper, tried his hat at depicting Serena Williams' tantrum from the final of the US Open tennis. Now, we won't go into the tantrum itself and those events, but uh, just know this, she spat the dummy on court, and that's pretty much all you need to know. Knight's cartoon was met with widespread and global outrage as he was called out for depicting Williams using racial stereotypes. Knight and the Herald Sun refuted the accusations of racism and responded in a very interesting way. Mm-hmm. So, this all went down um, and blew up over um, over the past week. Uh, basically, the Monday after the uh, the blow up from the U.S. Open, Serena Williams uh, had a little tanty on court. Um, Mark Knight, who's a um, a very well renowned, very he's like the best of the best you know cartoonist in um in australian news um very talented man uh, has been doing this for 30 years um he he put this the we'll include it in the thumbnail of the uh of the episode basically it's a caricature of serena williams um jumping up and down on a tennis racket on the court mm-hmm. um the umpire and and the um the young girl who won the US Open in the end, her name escapes me now, um, in the background. And um, so the outrage came as uh, Knight was called out for for the racist, seemingly racist cartoon uh, because of the, I guess, the way that he depicted her, you know, big, um, big hair, big lips, using sort of those, I guess, yeah, racist uh, stereotypes, uh, historical racist stereotypes mm. um, in, in the cartoon. And... Um, was met with widespread criticism. Um, people like J.K. Rowling and Nicki Minaj and all these kinds of people sort of coming out and, and condemning him, people with millions of followers. It was trending, you know, massively on the internet. So what was your take as a, you know, as an American for this story to sort of make its way over to you and, and sort of be called out? What was your take on the cartoon itself? Did you think it was racist? Did you think it was not? And um, how did you take... Well, we'll move on. We won't talk about the Herald Sun's response just yet, but what, I guess what did you make of the story and, and the cartoon itself? Yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting too, because like talking to you beforehand, hmm. uh, I had assumed that this story, this cartoon, I had no idea it was from Australia until you mentioned it. Like I had assumed hmm. that it was from either America um, and so I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. And then when I found out that I was like, oh, it's a, that's an even more like interesting angle here. Mm. I think the car, I mean, looking at the cartoon right now, I'm looking at it straight up right now. And I think it's problematic. I think, I think it's in a cheap and easy cartoon, I guess I'd say. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, like I, I think how Serena was treated by both the judge and certainly barely some segments of the media afterwards mm-hmm. was sexist at the very least. I think that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, Serena did nothing and said not even one one thousandth of a thing as bad as like John McEnroe ever said. And he made yeah. a career that he's like his whole personality is wrapped up with that. He's like this like crazy going to scream like the f bombs and like drop everything and like do every, mm-hmm. go crazy antics and stuff. Um, like even mm-hmm. like Jimmy Connors, like a lot of these guys. Nick Kyrgios like, is making his way around now. Yeah, like a lot of these like famous like male tennis players are like iconic indeed for their like huge outbursts and like public displays of like anger and fury and like emotional kind of displays hmm. and so i feel like they don't necessarily like the same cartoons right like there's a pacifier next to her in the cartoon mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and so i think it's easy i think it's cheap i don't know if it's i i think i think the cartoon is sexist for sure like but but i also think that it's just like an easy cheap thing i think it's just like whatever like i think he i think he clearly thought of like a dumb joke thing and then like be put out and be like oh this might cause a little bit of backlash but it'll be fine Mm -hmm. so i don't think he certainly like expected the reaction Mm. i think it's whatever i think it's just emblematic of the large way that serena and all female tennis players are treated in general they get they aren't treated fairly they're just Mm. not Mm. um and so i think that's part of the larger issue I think that certainly how she was judged, I think, is in that match nonsense. Um, I think she would have lost either way, Mm. to be fair, um, because her opponent played really well. But I think she got treated unfairly. I think that the kind of the the blows that she got against her and some of the judging decisions she got against her are ridiculous, right? And so Mm. I, I, I know 
I know Middleton's players have said worse and not getting penalized in the same way. Yeah. Um, and I know that the ones who have gotten maybe penalized and who have gotten kind of some stick, again, I think of like Connors and McEnroe, mm. didn't get the same amount of stick that Serena got, where she was like, it feels like tarred and feathered and kind of like torn down mm. um, quite viciously in some corners of the media. Whereas, the, again, the, John McEnroe has an entire career. His whole brand is that he's an angry guy. He's going to yell at you. Mm. Even after he retired, and he'll be in like movies or an analyst now. His whole thing is he's going to be an angry guy who's going to yell at you. That's his brand. Nobody bats an eyelash. Mm. Um, Jimmy Connors is the same way in a lot of ways. Um, so it's like she didn't do anything as bad as any of those guys and get more stuff, um, certainly, than McEnroe had by the end of his career, where it was just so accepted. And so it's like, I don't know. I think she's an emotional person who got angry at the U.S. Open, and maybe she overreacted. I have no idea. I'm a very mm. competitive person. I don't like losing, so like maybe I would have the same reaction. I mm. have no idea. Um, I think that it's that thing too of like mentally. I think when you think one call goes against you, yeah, and then there's a point where like you suddenly feel like all of the calls are going against you. You feel like you're not getting any sort of break. You're not getting any sort of like thing going your way both in the game and also judging wise. And so like that can compound and kind of make you like angrier and angrier and angrier. Hmm. Um, and make so, you play. I'll, yeah. Let's put it to you. Like, so I sort of to take McEnroe and that out of it. Cause they were sort of a different time. Um, you know, the years and I don't, like, to, so I'm, I'm not really, I'm not big into tennis. So I can't sort of say, hmm. you know, I don't know about the, um, you know, how the men are judged. Like, I don't watch enough tennis to know. I watch the yeah. Australian Open when it's on, and that's pretty much the extent of my, my tennis viewing. Um, I see people get penalized for all kinds of different things when, when mm. the Australian Open is on and, and that. The, the arguments that I'm seeing, and I don't really have an opinion on this either way, but just to play devil's mm. advocate, um, the yeah. arguments that I'm seeing is that sort of, was like, oh, well, you know, so-and-so does it. Well, you know, she should be allowed to do it. It, it sort of seems to be a bit like... Um, uh, like it's like two wrongs don't make a right almost or mm. like you know like should she be exempt because other people are exempt from the but like I don't know I don't know what the line is in that and I didn't really yeah. uh, sort of like the, I guess the it's sort of they're both separate issues I guess the cartoon itself and, and the the act by Serena and um, mm. I don't know I didn't like what she did um, I didn't like sure. the way she carried on I thought I would have like not again, like I said, not being right into tennis. I I would have I, like I'm fine with the penalties that she got at the time, um, and that's me not having a knowledge of like, mm-hmm. do the men get penalised in the same way? I would assume that they did. Um, when I watch people like Nick Kyrgios, he's always getting you know fault uh, pe- whatever they call them um, penalties and and whatever for carrying on and smashing his rackets mm-hmm. and these kinds of things. And what do they call them? They call them um um. Anyway, it's not important. Uh, but yeah, so I, 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 I don't know. I like, I don't, I don't have much sympathy for her in that because I feel like she, she carried on and she broke the rules and they admitted to breaking the rules afterwards. And I guess it's a separate issue about like the well, other people are allowed to break the rules. Like I don't know, it's weird. Like I when, like I don't feel like just because other people do it, you should do it as well. You no, know yeah, what I mean? Definitely. Like that's kind of like my opinion on it. But it's just to to get back to the to the cartoon itself. Um, I don't, I don't think knowing Mark Knight, no, not personally, but have, having followed his work, being a fan of his, um, you know, for many years, I don't think he intended to be racist. I don't think that was his intention mm. to. Um, I agree. To to put a like that was definitely not it. I think it was a. I think he did what any cartoonist does, which is um, to accentuate, you know, the facial features of a, of a, a, you know, whoever they're depicting to, to sort of, you know, um, I guess use like the, like, you know, accentuate the ears and the lips and the, you know, you see other cartoons of, you know, Donald Trump and he's got like a big fat head and a massive chin. Um, like it's just, it's sort of to seem to me to be like a uh, an unintentional kind of gaff. Like mm-hmm. I, I didn't particularly like it. Um, I don't think he was intentionally being racist, but I think it the cartoon used typically racist 
stereotypes and and historical ones as well like very similar to like the the old jim crow cartoons and that kind of stuff mm. you know there was they've been the, the cartoon itself has been likened to that again i don't think it was intentional but i think it was it, i think it was an unintentional kind of product of the him making a cartoon in this way and it just happened it was almost like a perfect storm of shit um that that has made that what so i wasn't a fan of it but Mm-hmm. knowing i just thought nah, it's not a good look it i didn't it didn't offend me but i'm a you know semi-privileged white male um but i saw yeah. it and i said i can see how people can take that in that way um yeah. and i could completely understand that uh what i so uh what i didn't like was the way that the herald sun responded to the um to I guess the vitriol and and to be fair he copped a un, un, very unfair unnecessary vitriol for this he was mm-hmm. you know threats to him death threats to him and his family and yeah. and widespread abuse but thousands and thousands and thousands of people and and dog piled on and and none of that is you know regardless of anything none of that is acceptable and I've said it a hundred times on this show, we've forgotten how to talk to each other in this society mm. and mm. one reaction and their reaction is a reaction to, to the, to the reaction that he received. And oh, this is the other thing, like, and this is just to go off on a side tangent, like the, so the, the perception is, you know, the, the right of the, the far right of the bad guys, they're the racists, they're the bigots, whatever. And the left are the good guys. They're the the humanitarians and the equality fighters and blah 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 blah. That's that's the perception, right? Like that's a that's a like to to put them both in buckets. Like that, that like do you know what I mean? Like that's like a I know it's not it's not I'm not saying all people on the right and this is not I'm not saying this at all. But that's the perception, yeah. right? The left are very much the far left are very quickly becoming villains in their own right mm. by carrying on like this, threatening people doing this kind of shit, like we speak about all the time, like this is not how you win against this stuff. This is not how you beat racism. You don't beat racism with violence and carrying on like a goose. Um, so that that to me, I, fe- I I really didn't like that kind of stuff when it was sort of happening to Mark Knight and his family. Like his kids, he's got like young kids and they're getting death threats and things on social media. Like it's horrible stuff. Um, but so the Herald Sun responded in kind and they, instead of sort of, I guess, taking that, the predictable line of, um, you know, retraction or, you know, this wasn't our intention. Mark's not racist. This is just how it has. We understand it was there. We apologize to Serena. That's sort of, that's the, you know, the predictable, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's what you would expect from a newspaper that might've published something incorrectly or made a gaffe or, you, you know what I mean? That, that happens yeah. all the time. They post yeah. corrections. It's always, it's a thing, right? They doubled down on it, and the front page of the paper the very next day was. Uh, hold on, I'm gonna. I'm, bear with me one second. I'm gonna grab the paper. I have it here next to me. Jack's grabbing the paper. He's walking away. Getting over. Got it. Basically, the back. it's a. Uh, the front page of the paper is covered in uh, basic the a heap of different. Um, cartoons that he's done over the year we've got you know one of donald trump basically holding a cat like he's dr evil you've got fat kim jong-un there you obviously got serena um you've got uh one of our favorite politicians pauline hansen as a cane toad um someone is depicted as a ram etc and so on so the you know the typical accentuated features of a of a cartoon and the headline reads welcome to pc world satire free zone with the big cross on it and it says if the self-appointed censors of mark knight get their own way get their way on his serena williams cartoon our new politically correct life will be very dull indeed um and so basically what they did they had a double page spread um of articles and and things um a couple of them were i guess going into support of knight saying this is a you know this is a family man this is a good man with a spotless record who's one of the most talented people in the industry would never do this. And then other ones that were just completely going hard, doubling down on the politically correct, you know, the world's gone mad, that kind of thing. Um, And I just thought it was very bizarre. um, And, and a very, it's a, it was a very 2018 reaction 
Do you know what I mean? Like it very, yeah. it felt, it almost felt like, like I reckon five years ago, if that had happened and that was a response, people would have been like, or I would have been shocked almost. Like, wow, I can't yeah. believe they actually like went, now they doubled down on it. But I, I saw that and, and then I'm like, hey, do you know what? That doesn't surprise me at all. I should also make note, uh, Herald Sun is owned by News Corp. So yeah. this is a Rupert Murdoch owned paper. That was going to be my next question. <laughs> this is a Rupert Murdoch owned paper. So take that. Yeah. You know, Take that bit of information. Take that with everything it entails. Mm. Um, yeah, like okay. So that reaction, which something is new to me, um, is a thing. It is a very 2018 reaction. It's a very Trump-esque kind of like yeah, doubling down and like pounding first on the table kind of thing. Yeah, like, we are right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that's worse than the the pain. I mean uh, the cartoon probably mm. honestly like, the refusal to admit like maybe. A mistake was made, or like maybe the car team was like a bit too overboard, or whatever. Yep. Um, and they'd be like, "Nope, like we're all good. The world's too PC. Uh, man up, kids, right?" Kind of mm. thing. It's just like, what are, yeah. we, what are we doing? Like, what? Yeah. What do you think is is nineteen fifty five? Like, maybe mm. <laughs> maybe people have different opinions on things, and that's okay, and we can talk about these. And you're not mm. just like, it's not just because you're not tough enough or something like that, or like you're not like man enough, or you got to be like, stop being so PC kind of thing. It's like, yeah, yeah. No, oh, so politically very, correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very news corporate. It seems like a very Rupert Murdoch kind of thing to do. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. I, 100%. I'm not shocked by that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Truth coming out. Yeah, and they've continued to double down on it. Um, Knight posted a, right. a cartoon um, in, in yeah, I saw this yesterday's one. paper, um, basically uh, depicting himself picking what he should write, um, you know, how he should have depicted, uh, you know, her. So he's got the, the PC police over his shoulder telling him that, oh, she's too angry. Oh, this doesn't look right. Oh, the skin needs to be white. Like, it, 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 it's quite sort of... And this is, the, this is the hard thing, right? This is his reaction to the reaction that he got. And this is sort of where I get, where I get frustrated um, as someone who likes to be more of a centrist and, you know, see both sides of every argument is that, like I said, I don't think he's racist at all. Mm. I think that he made a cartoon that he didn't intend on being taken in a certain way and it was taken in a certain way. But the vitriol and the abuse and that that he copped after this, to me, is just not acceptable. Like, that is not how you... Like, that's just not how we get things done. Like, it just doesn't work that way. And, and this is now someone who is, who, who I've always really admired, who's very much, a, is a very talented man who depicts, um, you know, very significant moments in history in a very, um, you know, humorous and, and poignant way. And now he's been pushed further to one side to, he might now be like, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna double down on it even harder, and I'm, and he might intentionally do something to, because he's, do you know what I'm saying? Like he might have, he's been sort of forced into a corner, and so he's had to do this cartoon now. He's like, he's gone again. Like he could have just let it go, and people would have forgotten in in two or three days. Like you know, that's how the world works, right? We move so quick. There's always a new piece of news coming out. There's always that new piece of content or whatever. We move on to the next story. People forget about it. We would have forgotten about it in two weeks, but now he's doubled down on it. And he's doubled, he's gonna do it, like he's going to have it again and again and again. So I just, I get frustrated, Logan, when the the reactions to things are not in line with the thing itself. Like this was not something that needed to have. But I guess that's the society we live in, right? Everyone's got access yeah. to social media. Everyone's got Twitter. Everyone can anom- anom- anonymous anonymous anonymously 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 abuse people. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah. I think the second cartoon's worse than the first one, honestly. I, th- I think for a lot of these reasons, mm. where I think it is it is just him oh, 100%. Decide, like jumping the ship and being like, all right, we're just going to go. We're yeah. just going to go here then. It's like he could have not been. It's like I think clearly, I think we both agree that like the first cartoon, it's not for us. Mm. Um, it's problematic, but like it's not like irredeemable in any manner, mm. speaking. Yeah. But a, this is much more. Error of judgment. Yeah, this is much more an area of concern of like, are right, this who you're going to become? Because that is going to be yeah. like a problem. That is going to be an issue where it's like, if you're going to become like this crazy, like anti-PC, like mm. everybody just needs to toughen up and get like a thicker skin kind of thing. And like, y'all just don't understand me kind of guy. It's like, yeah, yeah. Well, that's problematic. That's a, that's a version of you that we don't need in the world right now. We need less of those kind of people. And so 100%. it's like, I hope that's not who you're going to become. I hope this is maybe just you like, 
lashing out momentarily and then you can yep. come to your senses the next day. Yeah. But my fear is also that he's being kind of emboldened and um, pushed onwards by the people at that company, right? Like by the people at the paper because they seem to also yeah. be very energized and very excited. I feel like it's just going to be kind of... Yeah, yeah. My fear is it's going to be like a self-perpetuating cycle. Like they're just going to keep amping each other up more and more. Mm. And so then he is just kind of going yep. to spin off away. And the yep. paper is going to spin off away when maybe this could have just been a like a bad news day. Yep. And then they could kind of grow on and move on from yeah. there and be like, well, I'm sorry that you felt this way. It's not what I'm entailed. But instead, mm. we're just going to be like, toughen up. You don't get it. You don't get me. Uh, don't be so PC, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, man up and like, just get get what I'm going for. Right? Like, it's a funny <laughs> joke. And it's like, yeah, okay, sure. But maybe also it's none of these things. And you could just say that my bad and we all mm. move on. It's fine. Mm. So mm. I hope this is maybe just like a one-time thing and he doesn't spin down this road. But I'm not... Yeah. I'm not it, it w- encouraged by any means. Yeah. It w- and I agree 100% with what you say is that I think that the second cartoon is worse than the first one because yeah. it is it's sort of that like, yeah, it's that, you know, Doubling that defiance. Mm. Yeah. Um, a worrying sign of what could come. Yeah. Which is a shame because I really like Mark Knight as an artist. Mm-hmm. Like I have a, a, yeah, it a, sounds like it, yeah. a cartoon that he's framed. Um, you know, he's a, he's a very talented man, um, very intelligent man. Um, and so I would hate to see him sort of, yeah. Go that way, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of It Is What It Is. This has been a product of 8-Bit. You can find all of our content over at 8-Bit.net or you can search the hashtag 8-Bit Collective. Got good people there. We do have good people there. Search it on Twitter. That 8-Bit Collective hashtag is what I was trying to say. We've got great people over at the 8-Bit Collective. You've got that, that John O'Peck. You've got I that Brendan White. you got, you got He's that... Got a book uh, out. He does have a book. He's writing a second book. I haven't heard anything about the second book for a while. I think he might have stalled on that. I'll find out. We'll get exclusive, exclusive scoops. Exclusive scoops, yeah. Exclusive scoops. Um, <laughs> and you can follow us on Twitter. Logan is at Lefty Logie. I am at yes. Cruzy underscore mate. And 8-Bit is at We Are 8-Bit on all of the socials. Logan, yes, yes. tell the me. kids where they can find all of your amazing content. You can find me at Lefty Logie on Twitter. I talk a lot about dominoes and pancakes and a lot of good things. Mm. Here's the thing. We're just going to go right into it. I'm going to put some people on blast right now here at 7 o'clock in the morning for me. I had no idea how out. divisive pancake tweeting would be, oh, but wow. it has caused some significant blowback. You know what I mean? Interesting. Uh, some Trevor Starkeys out there, not to name names, <laughs> have apparently not been receptive of it and have, get, have been very unhappy mm. with the pancake tweets. You know how I just got to say? Pancakes are delicious. I've tweeted about them like three times, I feel like, and I'm getting mm. a, lot of, a lot of blowback and anger on mm-hmm. there. You know what I mean? Mm. Pancakes are good. Don't fight that truth. Let it into your heart. I mean, mm. pancakes are great. Pancakes are great. Who doesn't like pancakes? Is this like a pancakes versus apparently. waffles thing? Is this that thing? I have no, no waffles, like, man. Or they just like pancakes. His, I don't know what Starkey's issue is. You know what I mean? Like maybe he's just being Starkey because that's his whole brand. But like, yeah, like yeah, this is this is a troubling, concerning take mm, here, mm, Trev. Mm, I gotta let you know. Mm, mm, um, but you can find me there. A lot of dumb tweets. Um, a lot of tweets about me moving to Austin, Texas, where I live now. Um, and then you can find me at arrestpassions.com. Uh, Neat little video game website full of previews, reviews, features, op-eds, um, video game book clubs now, um, and Let's Plays coming very soon with me truly in one of the passenger seats. We're going to do a Way Out Let's Play series very, very Ooh. soon, and a lot of other cool smaller ones as we build out our video content production, so be excited about that. We did a lot of stuff at PAX West, so go read all of that, please. We worked very hard there. Um, a lot of previews, a lot of really cool games, a lot of neat games. Played some Spider-Man. Shout oh, out. Yeah. Um, played Dreams. Ugh, that uh, game is going to bomb. Uh, you heard it here uh, first. That I'm game not... is going to bomb. If it ever here's comes the th- out. Here's the, th- yeah. here's the thing about Dreams. Uh, we'll talk video games, I guess, for a second here. It's... I've played the game now. I've played the game for half an hour. I've had my hands on that game. I don't know know what it is. (laughs) I don't know what it is or what it wants to be. And that's terrifying. Like four years into its production, where it's like, I don't know what, I don't know what you are, but like, I don't even really know what you're going for. Like, it's not even like, you're Mm. not like, I don't know what you are. It's like, I don't even know what you're trying to be. Like it's, Mm. it's, it's a concern. And like Mm. the different like vignettes are like very, so widely in length and like what they are. And like, quality just like i don't know Mm. man so Mm. just be aware that maybe dreams 
may turn into a nightmare. First from that line is going to be said, but not the last. That's for sure. Um, so just, yeah, just be aware of that. But you can yeah, check out Irrational Passions. A lot of really cool things there. Very happy with the team and what we're doing. Um, the early discussions for Extra Life are beginning to happen, so that's exciting. Um, a lot of Extra Life meetings are happening in this household with me awesome. and Jazz, because we both we planning heavily in that. And then listen to Input. I haven't been on it in like mm. three weeks, and it turns out the show's been cracking on without me. Oh, really? Very good. The last few episodes have been very, very good. There's Love what doing. Yeah, yeah. I, I took a break right as we were like kind of beginning to change some of the format and stuff, and it's really great. Jared and George have been doing awesome work in my absence. No doubt. Very excited to jump back on this week. Um, and so you should definitely check out last week's episode is about Kill Screen and its death and its legacy and its influence in the writing in the games journalism. And it's fantastic. It's one of my favorite episodes of the show, maybe my favorite ever. Um, so definitely listen to input, listen to all the other things IP does and puts out. We do a lot. Um, and that just, I'm, I'm just around, man. I'm just floating around on this world, man. This big spinning blue rock. You know, Atta boy. Come to Texas. Say hi to me. I'll be here. <laughs> you know what I mean, um, that's that's uh, all I got, Jack. That's perfect. That is perfect. Uh, remember to check out irrationalpassions.com. And, uh, yes. and remember, if you've enjoyed this show, head on over to iTunes. Give us a subscribe. Mm-hmm. Leave us a review. Yes. It helps get the word out about us. It helps us be discoverable. Um, and thank you. Shout out to the lovely person who left us a one-star review on iTunes. It's very much appreciated. Um, it all helps. It all helps. Uh, <laughs> if, you have any, you can, if you want to leave a one-star review on this podcast, if you get to listen to it, I would like you to tweet at Snarky Starkey. That is at Snarky Starkey and just send him one word and it's just being pancakes. And he'll understand that you don't like the show. He'll, he, is the, he is the receptacle for all of the uh, complaints on this podcast. If you could perfect. send it to him. Send it to Snarky Starkey. <laughs> uh, and for next week, friends, if you've got any questions yes. for myself or my guests, email us at it is what it is at 8bit.net. It is what it is at 8bit.net. A-T-E-B-I-T. Net. Uh, Logan, that's me. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you this evening slash morning. Yeah, pleasure to do this chat. Thank you for getting up super early for me. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Absolutely. Until next time, friends. It is what it is. Yeah.